Hello all you podcast listeners, welcome to episode 42 of the Knife Journal Podcast. My name is James Noka, I'm with Kyle Versteg in Iowa. I'm in northern Michigan where it's a beautiful day, slightly overcast, and I am on my porch enjoying the sunshine today well uh it's a nice sunny day here too but nice change you know usually in july the weather starts to get a little bit more sunny a little bit less rain and i'm ready for that to happen yeah yeah we're um we just spent a couple days in the rain and and it looks like it's gonna clear off right now i mean it's i'm seeing blue skies and the sun's out and the lawn needs mowing which is probably not a bad thing. Usually this time of year it's starting to turn brown already. What? Well, For real? Yeah, because it's dry. I, I live on mm. top of a sand hill. Oh, okay. You know, so it gets real dry real fast. Um, so 4th of July came mm-hmm. and gone. You had an excellent 4th of July, fireworks and everything. Yeah, and uh, the parade <clears throat> goes right in front of my house. Literally, my house, the street in front, the parade goes down it. <laughs> yeah. So that I had was the, nice. I had to top off my Jeep and my Jeep all decorated up and with a with a state senator senatorial candidate in tow and uh so we did the Petoskey uh 4th of July parade which is an actually a long parade. Uh, I was surprised how long it was. Goes up and down a couple streets and <clears throat> three announcers announcing things along the way which is kind of cool. Any protesters or anything? No. 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 Not at all. Actually, it was uh, it was fun, hmm. a lot of fun. And then we watched fireworks afterwards and yeah, had a good time. Cool. Had a good time. Cool, cool. Yeah, and, that's. Uh, go ahead. That's uh, all well and good until someone gets an egg thrown on them. <laughs> oh, did you have an egg thrown on you? Sounds no, like a story but, there. But you're with a you're with a state senator in a in an open topped eh. vehicle. Yeah. And uh, I can't imagine people are reminiscent all too happy. Of World War, reminiscent of World War One. Yeah. <laughs> no. I can't. Actually, actually, this is a is a um, a, a fairly conservative area, and okay. uh, the candidate that I was was in, that I had with me was extremely conservative. Um, but he's also a common sense guy. You know, he's a. And I don't, and I don't like to talk a lot about politics. Oh, wait a minute, that's the wrong show. <laughs> Well, we can't. I'd like we don't to talk a lot to about today. politics, but um, yeah, I know we don't have time. But but he's a he's a pretty conservative guy, and and but yet he's a common sense guy, which makes more sense to me than than just a conservative guy. Um, yeah. But regardless, his name is uh, is um, uh, Greg McMaster's. And, okay. Uh, so he's he's pretty well known in the area. Been a friend of mine long before he was in politics. So. I've known him for a long time, and he 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 walks the walk that he that he talks. Oh, cool! You know, not a lot of politicians actually do that. People in Lansing hate him. Why? <clears throat> be, be, well, because he's he goes home every night hmm. to his own home with his wife. <laughs> so, you know, there's not a lot of a um, uh, lot of not a lot of opportunity for somebody to. Get dirt on him. Yeah, you know, so he doesn't play by the normal games. But anyways, that's that's. I, I don't want to get into too much politics. We only got a short time today. We're gonna trying to trying to get in an hour podcast, which I'm I'm betting is almost impossible. Well, we gotta have a goal in life here, because <laughs> uh, <laughs> you guys are actually fairly lucky that I'm even podcasting today. Because uh, um, I don't know if I mentioned it before, but I. Uh, rented us a little cottage on a lake for july and i don't have the capability of recording up there um but i am i am still working during the week and uh it just so happens that on wednesdays i'm in my home location so it's actually pretty lucky so anything we can get out is actually going to be more than you were going to (laughs) get so okay so i i thought maybe um 
I'd start by uh, talking about Great Lakes Island bug out. Um, I'm getting lots of emails, Facebook messages, and stuff asking about it. Okay, uh, today the big topic of discussion was um, what are we going to eat, and uh, my th- <laughs> and that's always that's what always a big eat? right. That's always a big discussion um, for these because. You know, like we talked about when we were first starting the discussion of Great Lakes Island bug out is um, I, is trying to make it so it doesn't turn into at least for the first year this huge extravaganza of sitting around drinking beer and cooking all day <laughs> and wearing and, kilts and me and yeah and getting all naked and stuff and me and Jim basically chopping down whole trees to feed the the camp and splitting up all the wood and doing all this stuff. So my thought um, was to to be as self-sufficient as you can be. So I'm going to, I'm literally just going to have a backpack and I'm packing all my food in that, a whisper light stove, the fuel for it, uh, bring water purification tablets and something to purify your water in, one liter Nalgene bottles, minimum of three liters is what I would say. And then, uh, you know, if we want to do like a communal meal, I would vote for something extremely simple. Big hunk of meat, some fixins, and some tortillas. You know, where we just put a big huge hunk of meat on the fire, you walk by, you shave off a little meat, uh, put it into your tortilla and have a fire fajita or whatever. You know, and, I, and I'm not even sure that that's, that's going to work real well here, because I'm not sure, eh, uh, there's probably... There's probably good firewood and stuff here. We're the place is not a. Um, I mean, it's it's yeah, it's pretty remote. Yeah, we could do something like that. I, but I, I mean, that would be the most that I would want to yeah, mess with. I wouldn't I'm not even, and, and I'm not even sure that that's even. That's not. I'm not even sure I want to do that. I mean, if 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 somebody wants to, somebody wants to do that. Um, that's fine, but I really, I'm not really. Well, yeah, my my thing would be to be as self sufficient as possible. Yeah. Have your have meal time, you know, be quick, easy, yep. and yep. my thing was I wanted to kind of spend some time exploring the island, you know, because at PWYP I didn't even leave camp. Right. Like I left camp for five minutes to go over and and watch Chance Sanders. Um, <clears throat> demolition, <laughs> you know, uh, display where he'd like beat up a bunch of metal and stuff. Oh yeah. But then, um, but that's it. The whole rest of the time, I was in camp, like tending to shit, and then we'd have to do store runs and all this. So I'm trying to kind of, right, trying to kind of right. minimize it. Um, and that's and that's my thought too. Is I really don't want to. Um, uh, I really don't want to do. A lot of that kind. Of, I mean, I, I really don't want to be be cooking and tending fire and worry about firewood and and I would be even. Um, I, I was thinking about this the other night about having a campfire, you know, a big campfire during the night. I I'm not sure that there's even, you know, enough campfire wood to do that. Well, and so so my my point um, would be that uh, you can't rely on they're gonna that that there's gonna be a fire at night. Um, I go back to my thing of you know try to come as as self sufficient as possible. Stuff that you could pack in theoretically. Um, we may drag in one or two coolers to keep you know right. stuff cool in case you want to have like a fresh piece of meat one day or something like that. You know I'm not against that at all. Um, but we we can't rely on there being a fire there and i certainly don't want to mess around with you know big huge freaking you know extravaganzas of stuff but right you know i I, concur i think what we can do is we can we can have that be the suggestion and then if conditions on the ground weren't different we can always um modify that right you know so like can, if it gets to be like the third or fourth day and everybody's sick of beef stroganoff, <laughs> dehydrated and like MRE lasagna or something, <laughs> you know, and everybody wants to get a big piece of meat, 
we'll we'll figure out a way. There there is a store on the island, but I don't know how much meat is there. Okay. Well, you know. Yeah, so we'll, we could figure something out. We'll, right. But um, my suggestion again is to come come self sufficient, come light, come lean, and uh, let's focus on monkey business, like mm-hmm. swimming in the lake. You know. Yep. Yep. Oh, and no, and bring a bathing suit too. No bare naked swimming. Yeah, I don't want to get arrested because, as it turns out, like, you know, depending on where you do that, you might get in more hot water than you. Really no, well, in northern in northern Lake Huron this time of year, you're not going to get into any hot water swimming in the lake. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're not talking hot springs here, people. We're talking. I'll I'll bet you most people won't even get in the water because they'll put their little pinky toe in it and go, "Ooh, that's cold." Hmm. It's yeah. it's probably surface temperature might be 55. Ooh, well, well, there's always a quick spritz. Yep. <laughs> Yep. Yep. Exactly. So okay. So that answers um, that. Lean, lean, and mean. Lean and mean. I, 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 I agree. You know, with you, with, uh, with some flexibility. You know, yep. we're, it, it, we're we don't want to turn it into something crazy, but you know, just try to keep with the spirit of it if you can. If not, right. you know, nobody's gonna come down on you or whatever. Right. Um. Let's see. Uh, another topic of discussion lately has been um, prompted by our naughty moderator, uh, Jonathan Eldridge. And he uh, wondered about us putting together a podcast slip joint. And uh, Derek from Knives Ship Free, our illustrious sponsor, was uh, open to discussions on those lines. Yep, I uh, I sent an email off to him this morning, and um, I have not heard back from him. He just got back from Africa. Yeah, so it's going to be a while before we can even uh, think about um, executing anything like that. But uh, there are some willing and interested parties, and so now it's just going from point A to point B to get it done. I concur. So what I would think, I what think it would be really cool, and I have just Instagrammed. Um, two two knives that I like real well. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, I'll see if he can do something like I mean that's my these these are my choices. Uh huh. They don't have to be your choices, but no, I I like um, that's the that that first one is the lockback that we talked about yesterday, the yellow handle one. Yeah. And then yep. the, the second one is um, the second one, one is a Cataragus, and it's and it's a it's a um, you know I call it a sleeve board jack. Okay, yeah, yeah. But didn't you have a yellow one like that? Yeah, we had this discussion earlier on in the well po- podcast. Uh, right, this one there's I just I put two of them up there. Okay. I put one. I put the the um, the kissing crane lockback. Yeah. I don't know if they showed up yet. Yeah, they did. I'm looking at it right now. Okay, so I put the kissing crane lockback and the um, uh, the other one is a Cataragus. Okay. Um, that that I got from Ag Russell back in the day when Ag Russell, um, I think they owned the name, maybe still owns that name, and and Case just uh, uses it. Okay. Um, but he did he did one for his collectors club years ago, and I and I bought one of the the seconds, mm-hmm. and I carried it for a long time until I gave it away, and I really liked it. I mean, it's it's a really nice, um, it's a really nice jackknife, and uh-huh. um, although I think they call it, he calls it a Whitler. I think he calls it a sleeve board Whittler because of the blade the blade choices that are in it. Okay. But um but that would be that would be two of my choices that I'd like to see him do. Um I don't know is I don't know if, if they can do that lockback. That was um, the question I had is is that even feasible? Yeah, and, and that would be the, I mean to me, out of the out of the two, that's the one that I'm gonna shut my phone off here. My uh, out of the two, that one is uh, would be is kind of like the pie in the sky. 
Yeah. Some some kind of a some kind of a Whittler that has a lockback on it would yeah. be really cool. Um mm-hmm. but uh if not we could do something like that with uh um like the Cataragus. If you notice that both of those knives are very similar shaped. Yeah. One is just longer than the other. And, yeah. and the, the the master blades are different shape because because the master blade on the kissing crane has a long clip point. Okay. Yeah. Um. But but those are the kind of knives I like to carry. Or the third choice might be like one of the scout type knives. But what's the one? Yeah, something real utilitarian. Um, what mm-hmm. was the one that you brought that we had at um, Smoky Mountain Knife Works? That was some obscure case pattern. You remember this knife? It w- I think it had a yellow handle, and we oh 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 yeah, that's an English Jack. Yeah, the English Jack. So that yep. would be a choice. That's an- another one. Yeah, that's another one that I really like too. Another. A lot tr- of people don't like that because that's bigger. That's quite a bit bigger than a lot of, than than a lot of pocket knives. Well, then another choice, like you said, it'd be like a scout type knife um, with a. My choice would be to have a, a can opener on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, can opener slash bottle opener, uh, small blade and a big blade, mm-hmm. and a little uh, loop at like at the top, you right. know, like a pin loop, a little bail. Yeah, and then um, uh, I, you know, I'd be fine with any of those. Probably my preferred one would be that lock back, but it may not be feasible. Then. Um, uh, an additional option, which probably won't be a popular option, would be uh, I would always make an argument for an elephant toe. <laughs> but, uh, you know, hey, it's not for everyone, and that's just my personal, you know, choice. But uh, of all of those, I think that lockback would be the baddest-ass one. Yep. And then um, I would make a... a, a uh, my preference would be to have brightly colored handle. Yeah. Well, even a micarta would be cool, too. Yellow mm-hmm. Delrin, micarta, uh, n- natural micarta. I really like natural micarta. Yeah, that'd be fine. Um, it, micarta handle, um, I'd, I'd make a, I'd try, always try to make a, a ploy for uh, Corallon or celluloid, but I'm, again, I'm in the minority of liking that. Um, you know, I'd, I'd go with basically whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the I'm surprised. Other... I'm surprised that more companies aren't doing micarta. I don't know if they're more expensive than the Delrin, but it's surely got to be tougher. Yeah, but maybe it has to do with it um, shapeability and stuff. Because isn't Delrin a, a, a solid? So you can probably mold that. You probably can't mold micarta. No, you have to mill it. So it probably would add to the price. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. That'd be my guess. Is the reason they're not using it is because it has to be um, has to be has have some machining done to it. You can't just mold it, and melt it, and put it into a form or whatever. Right. Um, okay. So uh, further talking about this, um, I've thought about. You know, I'm not sure I necessarily want something engraved into the blade. You know. Right. Um, like if like if they had a shield on it, you could put like KJ or something, right? Knife Journal or something like that, right? Um, that would be kind of cool, right? But I'm I'm not positive I want something etched into the blade, maybe um, into a bolster. Yeah, maybe there. Maybe, la- maybe a, laser engrave it into a into a bolster or or the scale itself. Yeah, something like that rather than on the blade. Um, those are just some thoughts that I I had when the subject came up. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else do you know? Um. Oh, I went to see a cool bluegrass band over the weekend. <laughs> yeah, we, the the destroyers of metal or whatever. <laughs> oh, seeking steel. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Chasing steel. Oh, chasing steel. Yeah. You're not a bluegrass guy? No, I like it. I just I just am not up on the current scene. Like I uh Well, there's no current scene. It's like since the beginning of time scene. <laughs> no, I know, but there's there is a current scene because when I lived in Kentucky there was definitely a scene there. 
of of modern bluegrass or just bluegrass like they bluegrassed a lot of songs <laughs> uh just because there's some like uh, like uh, out of out, for shits and giggles somebody stood up and they were taking requests you know and somebody some thought he'd be cute yelled purple rain <laughs> yeah so the the other thing they always yell out is uh free bird yeah oh they did free bird too <laughs> and only they only did like the first like the first chorus it and it was funnier and shit but the but they did purple rain like the whole song and and i was i was laughing the whole time because it was hilarious yeah. i couldn't believe it i was like and they were like yeah you can do any song to bluegrass yeah <laughs> so but they they did they actually had a um did we talk about this last podcast yeah we did you're st- the steel guitar player that's like all crazy talented or whatever. Yeah, but right. I don't think we. I don't think I've talked to you since we've been to the concert. Uh huh. Okay, so he he didn't bring his dulcimer. Oh, okay. So what? So do you everybody do? was everybody was like getting ready to throw tomatoes at him. Hmm. Um, he said he just got he got tired of lugging it around, and now this is just in the last. I hadn't seen him two in two years, so just this was just this season they started. He stopped using it. And he said, and this will be the last season that I stop carrying it around, he said, because people are pissed about it. But um, <clears throat> they uh, they did a song that was actually on, um, that's a, uh, was on the radio for a, for a while, and they said they bas- it was on satellite radio, and he said they basically made tens of dollars. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't make any money um, so, playing music. You make so money it, touring. Yeah, so it, this is a, an original song, and um, and maybe maybe we can. I wonder if we can put it into our podcast. You should ask him. I'll see ask if he him. wants. Yeah, I'll put one. I'll put it in eventually if he wants us to. Because because there's a it's a it's a cool song. It's it's called I Drink My Dinner. And if you have, uh, um, what is he uh, drinking in sure shakes or something? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, these are young kids. They're all younger oh, than me. I'm just making a joke. I know. They're um, it's a it's a beer song. Okay. And when you hear it, you'll laugh your ass off. I'll put it. I'll put it on. Uh, I'll put it on the server so you can listen to it. You can listen to the song. You'll laugh your ass off. It's funny. Yeah, you gotta you gotta ask him if he wants us to use it or whatever. Um, let's see. We should quick move on here so we'll yeah, get to we everything got, we were supposed to um let's see we've got uh we're at 24 let, minutes right now let's right? answer a couple emails here so the one that you sent about the kid from lansing he's not a kid a young man from lansing that wants to come but doesn't have sleeping gear did you answer him i did not I so figured we were going to do it on the pod well okay so i i would say that you up at your house have more gear than you could shake a stick at and mm-hmm. for him not to just to come and not to worry about gear right so it, maybe you'd email him back and tell him that so in case he doesn't get the podcast or whatever um you know i think uh we we've got more gear than than <laughs> you would ever possibly use <laughs> so don't worry about having gear if you want to come along or whatever. Um, let's see, another one. Some uh, Somebody wrote me um, asking how to make the forge. And uh, I actually did a video on that, and I put it up on YouTube, and I got, uh, like, just jumped on by uh, some actual bladesmiths. And uh, they told me the reasons why that forge was no good and um, that it would be doing a disservice to put information like that out there Um, because although it works there are a lot better options uh, that you can pursue and I would recommend those. Um, I bought an actual professional forge and you can buy a forge you know a a really top-of-the-line good forge for like three hundred dollars so you know, um, the, and then there are lots of instructions elsewhere on the interwebs um, of how to make like actual forges. The one that I made, I just made because I was walking through a hardware store and I said, well, "Geez, you know, if I did this and this and this, and well, here's five dollars worth of crap. 
I'll make a forge out of it. And I made it, and it worked, and it was cool, but I I don't think that's the kind of information that I want to put out there. Um, so that's that. Well, you can make anything work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the, that's the part that I don't think a lot of people understand. There's a lot of things you can make work, but what is it that you're actually trying to do? And that and that becomes the that becomes the issue. I mean, if you're um, if you're just trying to get by, and you're you want to do like Rambo in Indonesia, and and uh, you have to like make a knife to last you about five minutes, then anything will work. Yeah. But if you're trying to make something that's going to be of quality, and you want to keep track of what you're doing, and 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 become a a, a better bladesmith, and you know you, you want to you want to do a little more than just the cheapest way you can do it yeah and that's that's why i um have not made the plans for that public because there are a lot better ways you can do it if you want to do it on the cheap you can do it but you need to find a better source of information than than mine (laughs) right because uh it works but there are better ways to do it right i mean Um, i've seen i've seen people do stuff with um with a wheel, and a, uh, a when I say a wheel, an old like um, truck uh, truck wheel. truck wheel or some a car wheel off a that's a steel wheel off a car or yeah. a truck, uh-huh. and a um, a screen and a pipe flange and pipe yeah. and duct tape and a and a and a motor and a little bit of charcoal and you got a forge and it it works. Um, yep. <clears throat> you know, hey, uh, I went to. A professionally built forge for a reason. So mm-hmm. that's all I have to say about that. Um, let's see. Do we do? Did we get any other mail that you want to address? Mm-hmm. Or okay. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. What else is going on in the knife world right now? Knife ship free is the best place to buy knives. Period. We only carry the best stuff. Everything is in stock, and everything ships for free. But the best thing about Knives Ship Free is that we care about knives and we care about you. So go to KnivesShipFree.com for an amazing selection of the knives you love. Um, Jimmy's teasing us with Jimmy Stewart is teasing us with another knife design, two more designs. Yeah, that's what I that, saw. That he's that he's not releasing them. <laughs> yeah. I was lucky enough to see drawings. Oh, I haven't. I, he hasn't sent me anything. Yeah. So that's kind of uh, cool. Yeah. And then, um, oh, what else? Oh, it's kind of quiet. Yeah, well, it's post blade. It's summer. Everybody's recovering. Yep, it's it's after blade. Everybody's getting getting back into production and uh, trying to make a little money that they lost at blade. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, nose to the grindstone. People are rebuilding tractors, getting tractors stuck in the mud. All yeah. kinds of crap I've seen lately. I put new tires on my Jeep. Yeah, yeah, that that was a pretty penny. Yeah, boy, I kid you not either. That was, I didn't put the factory tires back on it though. The factory tires were loud as hell, and after tread and stuff. Yeah, but they, but I I think there's more to it than this. I I had a guy say something to me about the way the tread is designed, that it actually causes uh, the, the sound to resonate, and I, I. I never thought about it like that, but these tires have uneven. Um, the tread pattern is kind of uneven. It's not. It's not symmetrical. Let me call it. Let me say that. It's, yeah. Um, I mean, side to side, up and down, flat side. You know, yeah, that's symmetrical. Different. But it's just the the treads. The tread is different. A different pattern every. Um, so that it's not. 
it's not the same repetitive thing over and over and over and over again. It's 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 like a certain pattern and then it repeats itself and it repeats itself. Right. As opposed to one knob that's a certain number of millimeters apart from another knob, all right. the way around the tire, exactly the same way. Yeah. And he was saying that when you have a tire that's designed like that, that's where that sound comes from. The road sound comes from, because the sound actually resonates and becomes louder and louder and louder. So I'm like, okay, whatever. And I put these things on, and it's unbelievable. You can actually hear yourself think. <laughs> they're they're bigger tires. They're bi- they're uh, wider tires by an inch. They're taller by an inch, and uh, and it's it's quiet as can be. I had nice. the top off the other day and was actually talking on my hands-free cell phone while I'm driving down the road, and my kid was like, "Are you driving on the road?" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah." I have the top off and new tires, and it sounds like I'm in a car. Nice. So I'm pretty impressed. Yeah. And I put Dick CPEC tires on. Okay. So Mud Country, by the way. Mud Country. Mud Country, 1250 33 17s. Pretty badass. And I had the top off. I had the nice. top off. You'd, you'd like it with the top off. It was pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, I'm a big fan of uh, Jeeps. I, You know, I've spent a... Okay, so I have a long history with these Jeeps, um, and I want one in the worst way. I've been in one that's flipped over. I've, I mean, um, but uh, I really, really, really want one. And a few years ago, I was, like, inches away from buying one, but I got talked out of it by my transmission guy. I have a guy that's, like... He does transmission and other work on cars, but like is one of the certainly, if not the best in Iowa, one you know one of the best in the United States at what he does. Mm-hmm. And he was saying that there were all kinds of transmission problems and things with the Jeeps, but you know everybody that I know that has a Jeep loves them, and I've never heard of anyone having a problem. So maybe it's just my guy has a bias. Well, that could be. I know there's people out there like that. I mean, I've got. Um I think seven. <laughs> yeah. But but most of them aren't automatics. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I gave an automatic to my my oldest boy, which was a '96 Cherokee uh-huh. with an automatic in it. And never had it. He's still driving it. It's got 280,000 miles on it. Still driving it. Um, I'm trying to think what we sold. We sold my. I had a '98. Grand Cherokee, and we sold that. And then my wife drives a Commander, 2006 Commander, 2007 Commander. Uh huh. Um, I've got the 70, um, 70, 72, and 69, 67. Uh, those are all CJs or yeah. Universals, whatever you want to call them. Uh huh. And then I got my my Rubicon. And I tell you, that's got an automatic in it, and I that that shifts real strong. So I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe it was just my guy has a he likes sobs a lot. Oh, for the love of God! But he just loves them. He he buys them, fixes them up, resells them, just yeah. loves them. My but, my uh, oldest boy had a sob thing for a while, and owned about three of them, and out of the three, only one of them ever ran at a time. Oh God. <laughs> It was a constant battle. Yeah. <laughs> it was a constant battle. But I had to laugh. I was watching... Do uh, you ever watch... Um, there's a TV show from from uh, the BBC, and it's called Something Gear, Top Gear? Yeah, they're in hot water. Oh, really? Why? Uh, because they said that... Uh, they were talking about a you know an Italian sports car would be like very temperamental and very fast and hot, blah, blah, you know, and they went through the different countries. The German one would be very precise and commanding. And he said, well, a Mexican sports car would wear a sombrero and sit against the fence and <laughs> really do nothing. <laughs> and so they got in all this hot, I mean, I, I'm i paraphrasing, well, I obviously. That. Yeah, but that. they, they got in all kinds of hot water over that. Yeah, that's funny. But yeah. people need to get a fucking sense of humor. <laughs> yeah, Opie, Opie and Anthony, uh, one of those guys just got like shit canned yeah because somebody somebody punched him in the face for taking their picture and so he tweeted 
something about it, and then they the Sirius XM shit canned him over the tweets. I don't <laughs> even know who Opus and Andy Anthony is. Oh, it's a it's a uh, I I've never listened to them, but it's it's uh <clears throat> they're like shock shock yeah um, like jocks. like that only I think uh, I don't know I I've never really listened to them, but the people that like them really really just freaking love them. A lot of libertarians like them for some yeah. reason. Um. But, Okay, so anyways, back to my Top Gear story. We, they had three cars and they went across the Amazon. They started okay. in Brazil and ended up in in Argentina. There's and no way to drive from from one side ah! to the other. They used boats. They used. It was funnier than shit. Yeah. Okay. And, that makes and, more um, sense. Oh yeah, it was funny. I mean, it was the whole the whole show was pretty funny because they had like a um, they have like a budget. You know, they start out with okay, you've got a thousand dollars, you can buy anything you want. To, to make this trip, and then the one, and then there's three guys. They buy three different vehicles and they talk to each other all the way through. So one of them bought a Suzuki. I I think it was a Samurai, that little Jeep looking thing. That'd be all right. And uh, another one bought a bought a uh, Land Rover, and then the third guy bought a Land Cruiser. Okay. okay. So they they get all the way. They make it all the way. All three of them make it all the way. One of them, uh, the the Suzuki, got flooded out in a river trying to ford a, ri- ford, ford a river and he got water in his gas tank and so he had a little bit of issues with that um the land rover had some starting issues electrical issues and then and then but they finally got that resolved the land cruiser made it all the way without any trouble and on the last hill going down to the water was a big dune that they were going to all go down, and they said it was huge. And I, I'm sure that the camera did not do it justice. But there was this long, long, steep trip down to the water. And the guy driving the Land Cruiser got out of the Land Cruiser, and he forgot to set the brake. Oh, no. And it rolled down by itself and rolled over and broke an axle. <laughs> <laughs> so the Land Rover... And the and the uh, Suzuki get all the way down to the bottom, and so they they cl- they proclaimed the Land Rover the winner, uh-huh. and his and his statement that I got a kick out of. Now, mind you, I had a Land Rover, so I they're and I probably told the Land Rover story before, but um, they're like the most unreliable vehicles on the planet. I I can't even imagine why they've got such a grand reputation because they really are pieces of shit. <laughs> hmm. They leave you stranded everywhere. That's like they're. I mean, you need a survival kit, literally, with a Land Rover because you're liable to have to survive somewhere. I think it was because started. because they were available in British colonies. Well, that could be. And then you know, because it'd and, be and, like and the British. I'm sure that the Defender. I'm sure that the Defender is not of that same. Well, and then and then the the Land Rover that you buy in Chicago is not the same Land Rover that you buy in Johannesburg. Right. Well, yeah, because They're it's not a Defender. Different. They're different, yeah. uh, and the literally the the Land Rovers that they use in country are built like tractors. Yeah, but you they're know, still huge but they're tractor still, axles and. But they still have that reputation. These well, guys yeah, were Bri- these guys were it was a British show, so these guys were British British yeah. guys. Yeah. So at the very end of the show, he's standing there by the waterfront and he's saying, and the guy that drove the Land Rover says, "This is kind of funny because the most unreliable vehicle in the world." <laughs> it proved to be the most reliable vehicle on this trip, and they were all laughing about it because they, yeah. they know. I mean, this mine mine used to like lock me out, like even with the key. I'd have the key and it wouldn't let me drive it. Weird. It was like oh, it was awful. It was the yeah. worst. I broke an axle on it. Oh boy. Yeah, exactly. That's why I drive Jeep. Hmm. Well, I you know I'm my next vehicle will probably be a Jeep. But that's yeah. a ways off because I just bought a new hoopty, yeah. Ford Focus. So I'm gonna put a I'm gonna put a winch bumper on the front of mine. Nice, so I can winch Chevys out. <laughs> winch Chevys out <laughs> <laughs> when they get stuck. Okay, do you want to do you want a a knife maker's tale of woe? Yes. Okay, so I'm not making any. I'm not regrinding any more fucking trackers. <laughs> Fuck you guys and your trackers. Uh, oh, oh, pray tell what might have happened. Okay, so I, you know, my sheath maker, Dwayne Keith Puckett, right? He sent me, 
his, he said, hey, can you regrind my tracker? And I'm like, yeah, sure, you know, I'll, I'll do it. You know, hey, look, here's how I'm going to do it exactly. And I showed him, you know, pictures and all this. And I basically made it like the Bark River ones where you do a hollow grind. And then at the transition point, you just have a vertical line there and it transitions over to the uh, convex, right? right? Exactly the same way that Bark River does them because it, it works. I know that's the best way to do it. Sorry, all you guys that just geek out on your Beck and all this. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so war! I'm being a li- yeah. war. There's going to be war. <laughs> I'm being a little facetious, right? But um, I, that's the way that I've, I've played with the Becks. I've played with <coughs> lots of different makers, you know, and they're all fine. But the the grind that I like is the one that they put on the Bark River grind. So mm-hmm. I did I I did a Bark River grind. Sent it back to him, and he loved it. Like flipped out. He wants me to. He wants to send me his daughters now. So then he posted some pictures, and I've been getting like bombed with all these emails. Will you regrind my thing? And this guy, I said, well, okay, I'll do it for fifty bucks to this guy that knew him, and I I'd assumed that he'd handled Dwayne's and liked the grind and stuff like this. And I'm like, okay, well, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm you're going to lose all of the paint on there. You're getting a full height convex grind up front. You're getting a hollow grind in the back. Uh, there'll be a hollow grind, but a uh, at the very tip, a convex edge on the back. There's going to be a vertical line separating the two, and it's going to be exactly like Duane's. And he says, okay, cool. Sends me the knife. I uh, regrind it, and uh, it was beautiful. I mean... I thought it was very good work. I sent it back to him, and I'm watching the 4th of July fireworks, and I get this angry email like, I hate my knife, blah, 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 this and that. So I sent him back an email like, okay, well, if you don't like it, um, I'm going to send you back your 50 bucks uh, plus 10 bucks shipping, and I'm going to send you the money for another tracker because I just don't want to fucking mess with it, right? And... Uh, he said, oh, thanks for the gesture. I don't want to do that. But So I don't care. Like, listen, I, I just don't want to mess with it. I don't want someone out there, like, bashing me. So I just sent him a check for the cost of the most expensive tops tracker that I could find and refund of his money, and I'm never fucking touching anyone else's knife ever again. <laughs> ever. <laughs> like, like, because <laughs> cause the problem is, is, like, if you regrind someone else's knife... It doesn't matter how specific you are. You're going to say what you do to it and stuff like this. If if the person doesn't like it, you're out the money for the regrind. And if you're any kind of a good guy, you're also out the money to replace somebody else's knife that you're paying, you know, their markup on and all of this. You know, whereas if somebody, if I send somebody one of my knives and they don't like it, I say, okay, we'll just send the money back, send the knife back, uh, refund, go on your way. I resell the knife. I'm mm-hmm. out nothing except shipping. You know, like, I, I, I'm i not touching anybody else's knife ever again. <laughs> so that's a knife, knife maker's tale of woe. That's funny. I know. but yeah, That's uh, funny. Yeah. But, you know, I can see why, I mean, I can see how that's, got, that's problematic. Yeah, I mean, because there is no great way to make that transition. Well, and, and like I said, a lot of times... I mean, I've said this before. People that reprofile knives all the time are, you know, what they're not happy with what they bought originally. They should fucking buy what they want instead of buying what they think they might want. Yeah. And then figure out that they they don't want that. Now I'm going to change it to something else. You know what? Fucking sell it and get get something that you want. Well, the problem is, is that for for the tracker shape. Um, you to get what you want is a thousand bucks. Yeah, well, it it's a custom knife. You know, yeah, buy a, buy a hatchet because they yeah, that's <laughs> you know, a whole other topic. But they but they all want they all want something <coughs> a little bit different in the knife, and they don't have the vocabulary to tell you what they want. So you send them a picture of exactly what you're going to do, and they're like, oh, that looks great. Yeah, send it away. Send it. They're not happy. Then what do you do? So uh, fuck that. I'm not regrinding anybody else's knife ever. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know how there's any. 
I mean, to me, when you reprofile another guy's knife, you're 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 kind of stuck with what you what you end up with. I mean, I've done it to a, a lot of a, a, my knives that I own. Yeah. I've done it, and I've and I've made some some adjustments to them. Um, but you know what? If I if I don't like the way a knife is performing, far be it for me to change somebody else's design. Yeah. You know, I mean, if if it's if I like the knife that much that I want to change the design, I'll just make one. Well, that's but that's that's kind of the way I am. Is like I'll just make my own freaking tracker right. and make it exactly like. But not everybody has that capability. You right. know, you, you we have access to tools that and, maybe and I know and I know maybe that a half a lot. percent of knife maker or people in the that enjoy knives have. I know that in the grand scheme of things, people are. Um, Ooh. People are trying to find the perfect knife, and I'm sorry, it's just not out there. Well, and at this point, I'm going to say something really controversial. And uh, never happened before. If you if you are looking for the perfect knife and you're looking at the tracker for it, something's a little bit off. <laughs> <laughs> But I, you know, I like. I've t- I've said said before. I'll say again. The reason I like the tracker is because it's American design. It lets you put your own spin on a design. And I think that someday, uh, a lot of different knife makers are going to take their own spin and put it on there. Okay, that's that's all. That's the only claim I'm making for the knife. I don't think it does anything better than any other freaking knife. Okay, so here's another issue with the tops design, right? A lot of these guys that like like the tracker knife, you know, the area between the hollow grind and the the convex grind up front, where that shoulder is, mm-hmm. they like to call that a quarter round. Mm-hmm. You know, for like making molding for the bottom of your floor and whatnot. You know, the molding <laughs> they like to call that a quarter round. I thought that was to make a an uh, an arrow. Well, that too, but it's it's a quarter round is what they're calling it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the guy's like pissed that it doesn't have a quarter round. And I'm like, well, the the tops doesn't have a quarter round. In, in order to make that a quarter round, number one, you'd have to tell me that you want it to be a quarter round, which you didn't. And number two, I'd have to add metal to the front of the knife or subtract metal from the back of the knife. Hmm. You know, so th- th- those are the only two ways because it's more like an eighth round. <laughs> you and, know, you're, and you're a, only and you only actually have the tools to subtract, right? Right. So and and it would be completely impractical if you tried to add metal to the front of the knife. You could do it, you know, but then you got to reheat treat. You got to do all this monkey business. You might as well just make a new knife, you know. It's it's stupid. Why? But but the the thing is is like the tops doesn't come with a quarter round in the first fucking place. So you can't say that I ruined a quarter round that wasn't fucking there. Oh, he said that. Well, I got the impression that he thought that the quarter round sucked. I'm like, there isn't a quarter round on the knife. Here, <laughs> here's your fucking money back. Here's a new knife, and I'm never touching another one of these fucking junkers again. <laughs> but no, the 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 ones that I've reground, like uh they work awesome. You know, yeah. they 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 function great. There's a good knife in that tops knife. You just got to grind away all the bullshit. You know, but um well, I think I we're trying to figure out how to how to auction mine off um as a fundraiser. There's a organization that I learned about in uh I think it's in Tennessee. And it's called Casting for the Cure. Oh, sweet! And, it, and it's basically f- um, fly fishing for women. Okay. Uh, women that have breast cancer, and it it sounded like a fun organization, and uh, I think it's one that I that I'd like to. I mean, it's about it's about um, survivors, not so much about um, not so much the the per, the cure per se, like Kumani does Kumani for the Cure. Yeah, you know, they're that's all they want to do is invest in cancer research. They don't want to do anything about survivors surviving. You know, they all they care about is the is the pure research of trying to find a cure for cancer for yeah. breast cancer. And this organization um, takes women who are uh, post surgery 
uh-huh. and takes them and and on like a week long um, fly fishing trip where mm-hmm. they're where they're they're pampered, but they're also learning how to fly fish on a river, and <clears throat> because apparently that motion of fly fishing yeah. is beneficial to yeah helping them rebuild the muscles. Yeah, you have to. Um, you have to do exercises to get mobility back because a lot of people, they won't move after they get breast cancer and they'll get a frozen sh- shoulder and stuff like right, that. Right, exactly, so. exactly. So so it sounds like a fun, like a, like a cause that I want to I wanna, um, support. So I think that's, so now we're just in the process of trying to figure out what's the best way to do it so that, you know, uh, you get a lot of exposure and um, they get the, they get the money for for doing something. Like yeah, that. yeah, that'd be cool. You have have uh, we beat it up pretty good, so maybe the guys at Bark River will turn yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah. And and what I'll do is I'll um, uh, wh- wherever the wherever the um, however we auction it off or however we do it, um, if we do a raffle or auction or whatever, we're go- I'll have it engraved, laser engraved, Sweet. with uh. With the with the uh, organization that it's supporting, sweet. Yep, I think so. I think it'd be nice. So here's another another quick thing to put in your uh, in your uh, squash here. Uh, if we ever did a fixed blade for the podcast, that would be fun. Have mm-hmm. have. Uh, I mean, we could talk for hours about the design. Have polls on the website. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I would I would think uh, I'm not touching them. Um, I think that's something for Park River to OEM. Because <laughs> if, <laughs> if I had to do that, I'd I'd smash my head against a rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think you. I, I don't think you're uh, you're you're set up for that kind of production yet. No, and I'm never gonna be set up for that much production no. unless I hire no. a bunch of people and train them, which I'm not wanting to do. Um, let's see. Uh, so there's that to think about. Um, uh, let's see. Any other any other knife related stuff you can think of? Otherwise, I have a human interest story. The hipster doofa story. Well, there's that. Any, okay. Anything else knife related? Related. Uh, not really. Not not really. I mean, like I said, it's been kind of quiet. I mean, I. Been kind of quiet. Hmm. Okay, so um, there was a, a story floating around Facebook uh, that a, a guy used to live the hipster lifestyle, but now he can't afford it anymore. So now he just dresses <laughs> like a normal pers- person. <laughs> I was, I was, I laughed when I read that. I thought that was hilarious. I thought that was just hilarious. And then there's uh, the story about. Uh, uh, the all the new fashion rages. Uh, all these hipsters are pissed because now it looks like normal people from Des Moines are like taking over their uh, <laughs> taking over their neighborhoods because now the hipsters are sick of dressing and like hipsters and now they want to dress like normal people from like Des Moines or whatever. So it's called normcore, <laughs> 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 like hardcore only normal. Like it's hardcore to dress like a dork That's from funny. Des Moines or whatever, like me. Do do they know how to do do anything? Who, the normcore people? I'm sure they know how to make a hell of a good cup of coffee at Starbucks. There's no such thing as a hell of a good cup of coffee at Starbucks. No, they have this miracle machine, dude. You haven't had this one machine. Starbucks. There's only there's coffee? only a couple locations where you can get this. What? They have this miracle machine. That what, like it takes that unburns their coffee. Yes, and it makes it makes the most fabulous cup of coffee. The story was like two like nerds invented this like fabulous coffee machine that does everything like perfectly, and you can program it for different beans and all this. And like basically, it takes beans and turns them into like the perfect science controlled perfect cup of coffee. Right. Well, that sounds like my machine. No, it's better. It's fancy. It's a it's a fifty fucking thousand dollar machine. Wow. Right. So they they made this machine and these guys were like all crazy, 
like nerd about coffee and uh they were starting to sell these machines and uh everyone went ape shit any place that had that had customers for miles and uh Starbucks found out about it and bought them out and said you can't really? make this machine anymore but wow. but that machine I have actually had coffee out of that machine there's a um Starbucks uh in the north part of Chicago in the neighborhood where I used to live on Clark Street. I, I don't remember the cross street, but it's it's uh right across from Lincoln Park Zoo there's a on Clark Street there there's a um a Starbucks and that Starbucks has that machine. Huh. Um all that said I prefer the French press but what can well, I say? Well I'm happy with my machine. Yeah. My machine does well. Yeah um, it's great. It makes awesome coffee. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But but star but the thing with Starbucks coffee is it's always tastes burnt to me. And the more you burn, the more you the more you roast the coffee bean, the more oily it gets, and the more more acidic it gets for some right. reason. Yep. And <clears throat> I actually was thinking about roasting beans. I thought that would be kind of fun to do. It'd be a neat project. Yeah. You know, right now I've got my smoker going. And mm-hmm. I got some uh, pork loins hanging in there with that have been curing for uh, a week in the fridge, mm-hmm. salt cure in the fridge, dry cure or dry salt, dry rub salt cure in the fridge, and now they're hanging in the smoker box right now, getting smoked up. Sweet. Yeah, so I'm all happy about that. Nice. That'll be a knife thing because I'll be slicing that with a knife. Yeah. Um. All right. Clicking down, so we got the hipster doofuses. Okay, I have that's done. I have another human interest story. Do you know involving Dungeons and Dragons? Do you know what the number fifty-six selling book on Amazon is right now? And it's not even in existence yet. It's not even released for another couple weeks. Is it my book? No, your book is in everybody's hands. Oh, okay. Uh, it's the Dungeons and Dragons Dragon Starter Set. <laughs> oh, for the love of God! So, so if if people don't remember, um, I'm going to show Jim here. Back in <laughs> back in the '80s, you used to buy um, like these starter sets for nerds, and uh, it came. It's like a box, and it has like a little book in there about how to how to play, and it comes with like dice and um, bullshit like that. Um, but uh, they are releasing a new set of rules for Dungeons and Dragons, and they are now having a new starter set. And so, uh, uh, Jonathan Eldridge and I got this harebrained idea to try to play it over Skype with the new rules and all this, because neither of Hit. us have played in forever. So, so what do you have? Like a bunch of people, like Skype in all at once, or what? Do you yeah, do? like like between four and six, I think, is the recommended number of players, and then. Uh, you have them call in, and then uh, you all play, you know, you pick like Tuesday and Thursday, or, or Thursdays, or, you know, pick a night, and then everybody calls in and Skypes at the same time, and you, you play it. Um, but uh, I've, I've uh, started forming a group on Facebook, and within like an hour of posting that, like, tons of people <laughs> have like written in wanting to join the group and stuff, so... It's going to be pretty fun. We'll see if it actually comes to fruition and stuff. But uh, That's funny. Yeah, you know, it's surprising how many uh, really huge... I mean, the the guys that wrote in are like heavy hitters in the outdoor world, you know. Yeah. Um, certainly much heavier hitters than I am. And they... Uh, you know, the, there's a surprising number of nerds that are also into tromping around in the woods and monkey business. Hmm. You know. Well, I was surprised because I, I I don't I don't know I've never I have never played that ever. You never would either. No. <laughs> I might. I doubt it. No, I mean I wouldn't. Uh, you don't think I could be a fucking elf? I think you could do whatever the hell you wanted. I just don't think you would. <laughs> Because I think you'd you'd get one look at it and be like, eh, no. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I I played it a bit when I was a kid in the eighties. Yeah. Um, but you know, I haven't played it since then. But I I thought it'd be fun to kind of do over Skype and you know, yak it up. Well, we could set up a forum too, and do that <laughs> for dorks. 
Yeah. <laughs> the dork section. Yeah. Yeah. What would you do? Instagram the rolls? <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, it'd be hard because you have to. It it uh, progresses pretty quickly, so you'd have to. Yeah, it it almost has to be you're either sitting there with the person or, you know, doing it over Skype. It'd be like trying to play Monopoly. Um, you know, whatever. But uh, one of the things uh, uh, Eldridge said was that you'd make a good dwarf fighter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mustache. know what that is, so I'm wondering what that is. So, well, it'd be like a warrior type person. Only oh. like dwarves are like uh, shorter. So I said you couldn't do that, but I'm not short enough to be a dwarf. No, come here, um, guys. So what I said was that uh, we'd have you as a. So when we finally get our game up and running, like if we ever get to that point, what I want to do is I want to have you as a non-player character. <laughs> Just watch. <laughs> no, have you be like a. A villain that that we rotate through every oh, once okay. in a while. I'll come like in he, and rotate. Yeah, I'm just gonna come in and kill somebody. Yeah, please. just come in and like fuck up our game and like <laughs> <laughs> like kicking over the sandcastle and running off like that All sort right. of thing. But, All right, I can do that. Yeah. So now we're at one hour, one minute, thirty okay. seconds. Okay, so people. We have reached our limit because it was an uh, one hour show. Yep. And my dogs are now rambunctious. Well, they know it's time to get off, so... Yep. Uh, so, so this is going to be a quickie, right? Yep. So, so uh, we're, we're going to say goodbye now in our nicest voice. A- NPR voice. Our NPR voice. <coughs> no, we're, so, um, like us on Facebook, join the forums, enjoy it. Um, got any questions? Send us emails at uh, podcast at knifejournal.com and uh, we'll read them on the air. And, uh, you know, keep your knives sharp and your friends sharper. Bye. Bye. <laughs>